This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that, just like Chelsea, had trouble producing at the weekend. Uh, now, we all felt after the disappointing home defeat to Nottingham Forest that the international break would give Pochettino his, the time and space to see that his Chilwell as a winger and Cole as a left-back experiment wasn't working. We asked for changes and we didn't really get them. Yes, Chilwell wasn't a winger, but he wasn't the left-back either. Replaced by Mikhailo Mudrich, the back four remained the same. Leslie Ogachukwu? I don't know if that's right, made his Chelsea debut partner Enzo in midfield. Poch spoke about the fine details in that Forest defeat, and perhaps we were foolish to think more changes would happen. Chelsea had a bright first half. Jackson and Madrid combined well with a former strike coming off the bar, or the post, sorry. Uh, Conor Gallagher captain in the side with James out and Chilwell bench, perhaps should have scored with a chance inside the box. The start of the second half saw Colwell put the ball in the net after Sterling's free kick hit the bar and bounced out, but was correctly ruled offside. Cole Palmer looked bright again off the bench, but saw his best chance saved by Neto in the Bournemouth net. Chelsea had chances, but the truth be told, without Robert Sanchez, Chelsea could just so easily have lost this game. A familiar story of missed opportunities and passes being made instead of shots being taken. This is a Chelsea side that reeks of immaturity, and even after spending £1 billion on players out of Potter's available options off the bench, six of them hadn't played a single Premier League minute. Those that say oh, this will take time and we need patience are right. So are those that say this isn't good enough for Chelsea Football Club. It feels to me, at least, that this result is perhaps the best indicator of where we are and where we're likely to end up this season. If you want to find Chelsea, look in the same place as your salt and pepper set, the middle of the table. This is the Chelsea Fancast episode number 1063, Sign of the Times. Um, and I'm obviously not Stanford Chidge, Dean Mears again. And uh, back from his travels to the South Coast is Mr Jonathan Kidd. JK, how are you doing? Oh, very well, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, um, my uh, salt and pepper are no longer on the table. Uh, so uh, that could mean a sign of relegation, of course. Um, but we'll get on to that. Um, 
Yeah, it was. Uh, I had a very nice journey. It's a nice journey down to Bournemouth, and um, I sat next to uh, a couple of um, very, very knowledgeable twenty-two-year-old Chelsea fans, using a guy, including a guy called Jake, who uh, was studying construction. Who I think possibly was on drugs, but because he spoke so quickly. But no, that's very unfair, Jake. But um, uh, was uh, was wonderfully, wonderfully knowledgeable, and it was quite joyous to. Uh, to encounter somebody who just um, knew so much and aspired so much to the club being what they were, even though he was 22, and said, you know, everything that we all are going to say on the show, possibly more loquaciously and much more in an interesting fashion. And then his girlfriend woke up and she was, she'd been asleep on the table. They'd had a a slightly... um, uh, uh, debauched night as far as I could work it out but uh, she was equally knowledgeable and uh, I felt humbled and um, so uh, I got him to follow me on Twitter and I followed him but I'm not convinced I suggested he listen to the fan cast I'm not suggesting he's convinced he will but uh, if anybody knows a curly haired black black haired boy called um, Jake and his girlfriend Alice if they were I think it was the first away game they'd been to actually going to Bournemouth um uh, there's somebody to run the fan cast in the future or run a fan cast really really Im- impressive knowledge and uh, annoyed with the new owners and uh, keen on having a new striker and why didn't we buy one everything that we've been discussing but in uh, an accelerated um, scattergun gatling gun style just could not stop I'd set him off I'd say well what do you think of the goalkeeper well I think we should have a problem but um but fantastic. But it was good to see him there and good to make his acquaintance. I don't, as I say, well, know whether he's listening. Anyway, uh, I've waffled on a bit. I won't. We'll get on to the whole matter of uh, of our team drawing nil-nil against Bournemouth rather pathetically and speak to the uh, the legend that is our guest tonight. The legendary who I said earlier is looking like a time lord. And uh, he has that status, of course, because he is uh, lord, lord-like and uh, lord of his time. No, that, I'm talking bollocks. Um, it is, of course, the 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 the, the legend. Cello. <laughs> yeah, not even big. Um, uh, it is, of course, the fantastic Mark Warrell. So lovely to have you on the show, Mark. Mark, fantastic, Mark. Yes. Thanks for the intro, J.K. Yeah, Thanks. good to be here. Um, nothing to talk about. Nah, as always, whenever you come on, there's so little to talk about. So little to talk about. Yeah, good evening, Marco. Good to see you again. Cheers, matey. Yeah, no, if we're talking about goals, yeah, nothing to talk about. But um, yeah, I'm sure we can find something to to fill the airwaves um this evening. Um, but the trouble is, it's 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 same old, same old, isn't it? You know, I found doing the fan bite. It was just I was thinking. How do you re-express the fact that no matter what permutation of players he puts on, they're all they're all incapable of putting the ball in the net? I saw a very interesting moment where he passed the ball to Jackson uh, Fernandez, and and Jackson absolutely fucked up as he did most of the time yesterday. Jackson was terrible. I mean, really, we're worse than Kesman here. This is really we're back into a even, I'm being unfair to Kesman. Kesman is much better. The trouble is, is that the more they perform badly, the more that we start thinking, well, he played quite well. You think, no, no, it's not about playing quite well for Chelsea. It's all about playing excellently because you're an elite club. You don't, you don't give them, you know, this, well, they were, you know, 70% quite good. They weren't. And Enzo really gave him a dirty look because he just miscontrolled the ball and, and towed it to one of them. Um, so I'd reckon that this, that the, apparently the spirit's very good in the team, but I reckon that if it carries on at this stage, we'll, that we're going to have uh, 
that there's going to be little rifts going on because you can't have people playing absolutely ineptly. There was a terrible moment where um, um, Jackson had a shot and it, it was like one of the worst shots you could ever see. I don't know if you ever saw you saw that. We had a left-footed go and it went sort of almost hit the corner flag. I mean, it was just horrendous. And you just thought, what have we done here? What is this? What is this? What are we watching? What idiocy is this? Um, but... Um, as I say, it's just what do you say about the fact that they, they're useless in the final third? None of them shoot. All they do is pass sideways. And um, it's almost from the very beginning, you know what's going to happen when there was a really excellent move at the beginning and um, Sterling was put through and you got an angle on the goal and you thought top striker will bury this. And he hit it wide. And it's those moments you just think we can't have this in this side. You've got to hit the target. They seem to be incapable of hitting the target. And this final, this wandering forwards and passing to no one in particular for no apparent reason. I mean, even Colwell scored when he was offside, of course, because he was when the ball was, was shot from Sterling's excellent free kick. Um, when he did the march from defence, found himself on the edge of the area and passed. And once again, you think there's nobody to pass to. What mindset is this? What is going on with them? You know, oh, for a, for, for a Viali, oh, for a Jimmy Floyd. There's the girl. Doesn't matter where I am. I'm having a pot. I'm having a go. Because it, it could hit somebody. A goalkeeper would save it and push it up. Who knows? This, which, but the trouble is this, this is the same argument that we had last season with a completely different set of players. He's done what we wanted. The club have done what we wanted. They've got rid of everybody other than Sterling. Sterling is looking better. <laughs> he's more involved, but his crossing isn't great. And he's not the player that we want. We want a better player than Sterling. We want better players. And I fear that the owners have just provided us with, you know, 10 possibly good players and we don't know whether they will be or whether they will be for a few years and is it because they want to be able to sell them off is it as you know the the whispers are now occurring where everybody is saying well actually the the owners are going to destroy the club and why haven't they been playing the uh the uh, the youth from the academy why have they started buying all these players who are as equally competent as academy players and you can you you get it you get it at the same time i've been accused beautifully on uh, what I love it with Twitter is you, you know where you are with somebody who after you put the fan bite up puts um, um, this bloke must be once that happens it means that they're not engaging with you 70 years yeah, old yeah, yeah no it's the opposite actually it was the opposite this bloke must be somebody who's only been watching in the last 20 years <laughs> and he wrote it's a process it's a process and I put 1955 um uh, process my ass, I put, and then I blocked him. Um, and uh, because you know, if you because I've been watching for so long, uh, I don't want to be part of a process. Sorry, I want us to play well from the beginning. I don't want to keep watching this because I can't see how it's going to improve. And it's I, I don't want to. You know, I'm going. I'm now. I'm now. I'm, I'm not alone in this. You know, everybody. They all got booed. They didn't get booed off. This business about Chilwell being booed was rubbish. Chilwell, everybody loved Chilwell. 
And Chilwell actually ended, he came on when he came on, he put some energy into the side because he does what he does. But um, uh, I'll finish my rant in a sec. Um, uh, but uh, I, I find this, the even, even Palmer was invaded with this terrible inability to shoot. You think, why have people coming in have just suddenly have got this disease from everywhere? We're taking too many touches. And he looks a class act. And uh, whether he plays at 10, I don't know whether he, he, he swapped bizarrely. He went and played right wing and Sterling played left. And yet for England, the England under-21s, he's been, and City, he was playing left wing. So I'm rather confused about it. But he strode beautifully into the penalty area and fucking laid it off for Sterling down the side. And you just think, what meant, what... You know, even I in my sodding park football days, you see the goal, you have a you have a you have a dip, you just think, oh, goal, I'll have a go. It's the goal. Oh, I'm near the goal, I'll have a go. None of this I'll think about it. No, I won't. I'll put somebody else in who's not in a good place who will be tackled because I haven't passed it very well. <laughs> but around me, everybody is now beginning to, as I say, doubt the owners. And uh where the rumblings of discontent are are entering because of course, you know. Five goals in five games. Um, and yet, nonetheless, 81 shots. We're fourth. 81 shots. And yet, that's the fourth in the number of shots you can possibly have. And yet, uh, we just don't score goals. And if you don't score goals, we're going to be relegated. It'll be as bad as last season. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is what's going to happen. What will the owners do if we get relegated? I mean, what... I mean, I you just anyway, but that's my little little rant. That's now. the show, anyway. And now, yeah, I'm off now, Mark. It's up to you. Did, did you breathe then? No, did I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Right. That wasn't the show, anyway. Uh, on the anyway, show, thanks so much. Bye. JK's going to leave now. Uh, on the show tonight, then in part one, we're going to talk about the starting lineup um, because we did get it. Uh, wrong again. Again, of course. Well, you wouldn't have thought Uga Chukwu would play in the middle, would you, Dean? I mean, we didn't know about that. You didn't. He said that Caicedo would play, and then he said yeah. he's got a, a knee injury. And Madawaki was injured as well. Uh, Noni was yeah. injured. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about the debut, the starts for Madrid and that debut for Uga Chukwu, and then we're going to ask if Potch's hands are tired, and we're going to give some praise for Robert Sanchez as well. We've been critical of. Yeah, it was good. Very good. Uh, Kept us in the game. Uh, in part yeah. two, we'll discuss the full-time reaction, uh, what actually happened. And then we'll ask what can be done, if anything, to solve this current situation. Um, and then tomorrow night, myself and JK will do it in off the post uh, because we've got lots of emails and we're not going to get through them tonight. Um, now, remember, you can listen to the show live. Live! Sorry. Too much talking, man. You just forgot he's live. Sorry, I forgot uh, every Monday and Friday at 7.30pm when we're on time by heading to Mixler that's mixlr.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast and join in the show via the live chat page as so many of you do and we've got lots in the house tonight Hugh CFC Just Blue Blue Boy 1905 Diana sorry we're late Diana uh, Texas Dave Mark Meehan's in the house Paul Crowder um, Chelsea Montreal's a first time listener um, so we got to enjoy that JK uh, English Dan um, Matt W47831 uh, I'll try and do some comments uh, as we go on with the show um, and we'll be right back after this
uh, into the team news end. Mark, I'll come to you because JK's um, let off some steam there. Um, on Friday, we were talking about Don't speak Chilwell. To me for a bit, Mark, Chilwell winger, Chilwell left back. Um, he left him out completely. Was that a surprise to you? It was, uh, principally because Chilwell's been one of Chelsea's most potent goal threats, I think, this season. Um, you know, he, he, he gets forward and he gets into positions. Um, and, it, you know, he actually looks like he knows what he's doing. Or he, perhaps perhaps that's uh, unfair on the others. He he's more assured of himself as a Chelsea player, and I think the problem is um, a lot of those, those players out there just look uncertain of themselves. You, you kind of see their body language. Um, I mean, and you could even say the same about Pochettino with you know some of, some of the comments that he makes after the game. There's kind of a naivety about the way Chelsea go about playing games of football that really should be ironed out on the training pitch. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, you know, I heard all the pros and cons about Chilwell, but for me, a, a fit Ben Chilwell should be playing for Chelsea, it, given the current scenario, simply because, you know, he, he knows what it takes and there's a lot of players in that starting eleven, who don't know what it takes um, as far as being a footballer for Chelsea Football Club's concerned. Yeah, a bit surprising, like, given the lack of leadership in this team, that you know your vice captain is he's on the bench and Carl Will still at left back. Do you think that's to do with when we're in possession, we do switch this three at the back and he can cover centrally alongside Silver and give him that bit of cover? I do, but I, I just think there's an element of trying to be too clever. Um, it's almost like pandering to um, the, 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 the fashions of the modern game and the way it's described and um, the stats behind it all, uh, you know, in this wonderful, weird world of inverted left backs um, and expected goal ratios. You know, fundamentally, uh, none, of, none of that terminology existed even... You know, going going back, you know, twenty years to the sort of dawn dawn of the Roman Empire, um, you kind of set your team out to do the the best job possible. And for God's sake, we were playing Bournemouth, and that's not disrespecting Bournemouth, but um, you know, we started to make them look a far better organised side once that once they like a lot of teams now playing Chelsea realise, actually, do you know what? We've got nothing to be scared of here. Um, let's get forward instead of play on the counter. And I just think, I don't know, it just seems naive the way um, it's all too obvious what Chelsea are doing. So it allows the opposition to to fill the gaps Um and then, you know, 15 minutes into the game, there's been a lot, a bit of nice interplay between Mudrick and Jackson, a couple of missed chances. Um, and then it starts to unravel because, you know, I, I don't know, just that uncertainty, I think, just creeps in. Players looking at each other. I think you mentioned, mentioned Enzo before. 
you know, not, that shouldn't be happening at this level um, at a football club like Chelsea. It's it's bizarre. Yeah, I mean, JK, talking about the, the experience or lack of it, you know, on the bench, six players without a Premier League minute, seven if you include uh, the who started, of course. You know, when you're looking at that bench, when the team news comes out, you're kind of thinking, well, we've got to get this one within the first hour because no one on the bench is going to come and make a difference at all. But he, he is hampered with the injuries once again. I do find that, uh, I don't, it shouldn't be an excuse, should it? Because he's he's sounding very like Potter if he starts saying, well, we've got all these injuries and, you know, there's, there isn't much confidence in the side. It's, it's um, no, but fair enough. I think they've now got 13 injuries. So, uh, and uh, uh, even he didn't know the, the, the case with the injuries in the press conference because, he said that there was nothing wrong with Caicedo or Medueke, and uh, lo and behold, both of them are actually injured. He didn't even know. So um, uh, the bench would have looked more experienced had we not picked up these three injuries in um, in the international break. Well, one of which was Cucurella was just ill, but you know, I I think he, I hoped he would just stay on the bench and just look a an experienced figure rather than actually contributing to the side. Um, but Medweki does give them a an extra something, but each of them supposedly gives them a something. I mean, I was intrigued to see Mudrik playing, who who has sort of plays in flashes. He plays, he did some very good interaction earlier on with Jackson, but then that fizzled out and he, he makes too many strange decisions. One of the, one of the, at the beginning, he centred, having done a really good run into the penalty area. He just chipped it at sort of thigh-high level, where just playing it across the front to Gallagher, who was standing in the penalty area, would have resulted in a goal. And it made me think he didn't actually look Modric at who he was playing the ball to, how he was playing it. And so I, think he... that, I think that, that that's the point. Uh, you know, it's that uncertainty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's that not knowing where other players are particularly... Or, or, you know, thinking two or three passes ahead to, to be able to read the game, to understand how the passage of play is going to unfold. And, you know, that that should conclude with somebody having a, a, a taking a shot on goal. I mean, I, you know, there was an element of um, misfortune about, you know, the, the, the um, <clears throat> Gallagher could have done better. But equally, you know, the keeper made a blinding save. Um, the Sterling free kick stroke, Colwell offside goal. You know, you, you do need, it's nice to have an element of luck. But again, you know, Chelsea shouldn't have to be relying on luck. You know, there's this issue with injuries. Um, I, I don't know, you know, it's kind of like, sort of go back to Wesley Fofana and he, he had a, Pretty poor injury record. That was a chance they were taking, signing a player like that. I believe Unkunku had also um he was he was off it last season for part of last season. And I, I, I just I just wonder in, in their desperation to get hold of these young players with good stats and hook them up on eight-year contracts, if if there's you know any any kind of thought given to um, whether these players have the physicality um, 
to 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 cope with the rigors of the Premier League or even get going as a Premier League player, yeah. and and that kind of sort of falls into the lap of the discussion about you know you've got players like Conor Gallagher who've come through um, the youth ranks, so the, the, the as a football club they know those players, they know every. Every ounce of uh, you know their their their, their physique, their, their mentality, all of that—they are all known quantities. Um, and you and you know, and you wonder: Are these players that are being signed are, are they necessarily any better? And yeah, I get the you know the 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 the, the, the cute FFP play where. You know, if, if Tottenham had bid an extra five pound for Gallagher, he'd he'd have been um, playing up the road potentially. What a horrible thought that is! But you know, and, and then they buy the, the the young talent from other clubs, um, um, amortise their fees over a period of time. I, I understand all that. I just I'm just curious how well it's thought out because you know. In trying to reinvent the wheel, um, the new owners are, are kind of not exactly the, the where's the proof of concept? It's certainly not in you know association football, is it? Um, I mean, we, we keep hoping every game this is going to be the game when it when it all turns around. You know, is that false false dawn that the Luton victory? Um, gave us, but you know, I mean, that, that's proven to be um, exactly that. I mean, they're, they're bottom of the table with no points and a minus eight goal difference. So it's it's not as if um, that that you know we we kicked on from that result. And I, you know, I, I just don't know. That's just that lack of. There's a lack of Chelsea in Chelsea, if that makes sense. Um, you know, and uh, and everybody goes on about the spine, um, the, the the Czech, the Ashley Cole, the John Terry, the Frank Lampard, the Didier Drogba. <laughs> I can't, I cannot see. You know, Thiago Silva, bless him, is coming up thirty nine years of age. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't really see, given given the way the managers. Being indecisive with his team selections, I don't, I don't see that forming. I don't see it forming this season. I, I don't know. Maybe when all the players are fit, will, will the spine emerge? Uh, who knows? But you know, by by the time we get to find out, this season will be done and dusted, and we'll be, you know, hoping for a decent cup run in in the domestic cups. Yeah, I mean, but this is exactly from, what we're uh, talking about with the spine here, uh, Marco. I mean, it's it's indecipherable at the moment. Does it mean that Silver's part of the spine for the the rest of the season? I thought there's a lot of talk about him now being too old, and he'll be, he, and he's not as quick as he was, and he'll be, uh, he'll be at when when Badashiel is fit, he won't be picked. That's well, what. Maybe, yeah, maybe maybe that's the case. But again, if you look at all those players. Imagine if Pochettino had a fully fit squad to pick from. Um, yeah. What what's what exactly is the starting eleven? You know, do, are you really going to go with Caicedo, Enzo, and Lavia? 
in midfield. Um, how's that going to work? You know, what's the back line going to look like? Um, I think it, it seems pretty consistent with picking Colwell, Silver and uh, um, Dasazi, doesn't he? He seems to stick with them for every game. There hasn't been a change there. Well, I and guess I he hasn't had same, much choice apart from... We, I suppose he hasn't because they're injured. But at the same time, the, they haven't actually let many goals in. They've just been... Yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, I, I think Levi Colwell's an excellent player. And, uh, you know, he proved last season at Brighton that he can cut it in, in the Premier League, playing for a better team than Chelsea. So, um, or playing it in a better team than Chelsea. So, you know, maybe, maybe he's part of it, part of that picture, a fit Reese James. Um, oh, for a fit Reese James. Um, I don't know. It just, it just all, there's always something not quite right. And it's been, it's been that way ever since, um, you know, the, the change of ownership. Yeah, we've got this from uh, Nizar Kinsella from the from the uh, Evening Standard. Uh, 13 internationals left Chelsea in the summer. 11 young players joined. Uh, the average age of the squad is now 23.5 years. Uh, Leslie Ugutrukwu yesterday became the 37th player to start a Premier League match for Chelsea in 2023. Um, this year? Wow. This year, yeah. It's the 37th new player. So I've wow. pulled up the spinal lack of it, you know, that familiarity. It's not there because one injuries and two, there's all these new players coming in and out, I suppose. Um, I just want to bring a couple of comments in from Mixler um, on what the back of what you said, Marco. Uh, Ian Berger says the lack of Chelsea question mark. We have Frank and Didier Pelters. We gave Frank and Didier Pelters when they joined as they weren't good enough. Uh, and Texas Dave adding that Didier was um, crap in his first season and Lamps was a tad overweight. You know, should we just be giving these players the time that we gave you know, Frank and, and Didier. I, think, well, I reckon. I reckon that around them that at the time they they had better players around them, so it, it they didn't it, you didn't look at them and think they're dreadful. You thought let's give them more time because the the results weren't dreadful. We weren't uh, we weren't losing against crap teams and we weren't not scoring. So there were lots of there were lots of goals in 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 those Chelsea sides of the. Um, mid noughties early mid noughties there, there were lots of goals across the whole team um, I think that's the difference at the moment um, well, I did do you know, some we... research as well for the show which is unlike Chidge um, so <laughs> um, Nicholas Jackson in particular because there's been sort of comparisons to Didier and you know, one thing I thought, as Jacob just mentioned, you know, the players around him, you know, they're not as good. And, you know, Drogba's first season, he scored 10 Premier League goals. Lampard scored 13. But Johnson got 12. Joko got eight. Robin got seven. Duff got six. In second season, he only scored 12 Premier League goals. Lampard got 16. Crespo got eight. Uh, Joko and Robin got six. And then in his third season, he got the 20 Premier League goals. Uh, Lampard got 11. And Balak and Kalou got five. Uh, that season, the one that uh, Jose, we didn't win the league, obviously, and then Jose left shortly after. Um, and JK, I suppose that's you know, highlights that point. You know, look at the players that Drogba had around him. You know, he had John Terry and, and the like telling him to get up and stop diving. Not that Jackson dives, but 
who is you had that people scoring. Did. You had people scoring as well, didn't you? You had people who were guiding you, guiding them. Um, very, very different environment. Very different. I think part of it, I, I, I don't know, there's... You just got to look at the the general demeanor, like the the conf, There used to be a confidence and a swagger about Chelsea Football Club in terms of the players, and you know, and this is kind of, you know, if you can roll that back to, um, you know, kind of the, from the Rude Hullet era, from that period onwards, um. You know, there, there, there was a belief in the team that, you know, when when on occasions when key players were injured or things weren't going right, there, there was there there remained a belief um, among the players that was evident among the supporters and just in the club in general that, yeah, we yeah we'll do it. We'll we'll get it back together next week and we'll kick on from that. And I, I you know that. That just seems to have evaporated. Um, you know, the, the mood just seems to be one of constant despondency now and kind of a, a, a fear for the future. Um, and then, you know, we're just like clutching at straws maybe that these kids are going to be okay. Um, but, you know, what if they're not? Um I mean, look at, you know, I know Callum Hudson-Odoi is an interesting example because, he, you know, I remember him being um, picked out as the chosen one on on Twitter when when all of that was going on and he, he was going to be the, the great player that Chelsea needed, uh, the great provider of goals and Bayern Munich were going to sign him for £70 million, um, and it didn't happen. And then obviously his career hit the skids slightly with with injuries and various things. But he's got another opportunity now um, to go and prove that. In fact, I think he's playing for Forest tonight. But And it will be interesting to see, you know, a player like that, who's still very young, um, you know, did that ability just go when, when he was playing for Chelsea in England? Um, you know, at the age of 18, 19, 20, um, and if if it did, what does that mean for these young players that we've signed now? So you, you're taking a risk. You know, people say, you know, is, is Mudrick really a ninety million pound player? How how big a gamble is that um, on a on a player that with limited uh, first team experience in 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 any league, let alone the Premier League? to whack that responsibility on his head um and you know put him in put him in a in a in a Chelsea shirt. Uh you know and you you think mm, just just supposing some of these young kids that, that are on the that Chelsea are considering letting go or have let go um or are not don't seem to be interested in because they don't it doesn't fit the club's model um, in terms of bringing players in, as opposed to looking at the players that we've got, I, I, I don't know. It, it just it doesn't it doesn't really make sense. And as I said earlier, the way the club's being run, which is 
fairly unique. I think I no, nobody else has really gone in, gone into a football club and done it this way. Um, you sort of hope, obviously, we all hope as Chelsea supporters that it's it's going to turn around. And, and you know, I, I always believe it will turn around because it always does until it doesn't. Um, but you know, where where does it come? Where where does it, where does it all stop? Where, where where does somebody say, do you know what? I think I think we've I think we've screwed up here, and and what what are the ramifications of that, or will that never happen? I I, I don't know. I just I just think we are so far behind. In footballing terms, you know, you could watch match of the day every weekend from the start of this season, and go, you know, there's a perf- couple of performances from other teams, and you're just like looking at it, going, "Wow, we are so far off that at the moment," and it shouldn't be that way, and there shouldn't be any excuses. Shouldn't have excuses at Chelsea Football Club. Um, it's, it's just not good enough. That side of it isn't good enough. Yeah, I remember watching City in pre-season actually against Bayern Munich, and you know their press was you know relentless. And this is just a pre-season game, and I'm thinking I've not seen Chelsea do that in a competitive match for some time. And as you say, we're so far behind. Uh, and JK, going back to, to to the actual match, you know, in terms of the second half, we had that Sterling free kick and the Colwell goal. You know, was the mood in the terrace the same as sort of the mood now, or was there a belief that you know we were gonna Get something from the game because there were some there were some good moments despite the lack of you know real there's always belief isn't there Dean it's the hope that kills you isn't it you're sitting there and thinking uh, uh, yeah they might score the next next time they they wander into the penalty area with just a goalkeeper to beat they might shoot um, so there is that kind of feeling of uh, of um, expectation but. Yeah, it's this thing you you want them to do well. You're so you're always so keen. You know, you want I want Mudrick to be excellent. I thought for 80, 80 million we'd be we'd be buying a world beater, and so each time he he actually does play, you think oh perhaps somehow he's been harnessed by the manager into uh, putting a performance together that will really impress us. So the fact that they're all not fulfilling this. Um, promise that we supposed they'd have for the huge fees just makes it um, unbelievably bewildering. Um, But you're absolutely right. This business of watching match of the day and they, 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 even the pundits don't know what to say anymore. They just sit there going, yeah, there's something missing, isn't there? Every single time Chelsea play, there's, there's other than, as you say, the Luton game, which um, was a completely, um, well, you get, you get. I mean, it's when they quant. It always get everything gets quantified, doesn't it? Now in in football, um, and the first thing people look at and chalk, trot out are Chelsea's percentage possession and the number of shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how many goals? Yeah. Um, and, and always, well, they'll be positive. They always say it's very good. They're running the game. Yeah, aren't they? yeah. We say, yeah, they're passing well. But but actually, what you were saying earlier to pick up on that the 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 fact that nothing different happens, um, which is is the it's the it's madness, isn't it? If you keep doing the same thing and you expect a different result, the ball is always tamely played into the penalty area from somebody trying to nip down the side, which I suppose is the way that Pochettino plays. 
Gusto centres as well as Dave did. It's a decent fullback, but not elite. The trouble is, you're so used, as we keep going on about this, to seeing elite players playing for Chelsea. When you see somebody who's not quite got it, it's 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 almost the same thing as when Frank, as you were saying, played you, and he wasn't at the beginning and Drogba. You forgave them because they had they were new and they had players around them, and you thought they'll get better. In this instance, they've got players around them who are as bad as they are, and so you you think why are just repeating the same thing? I mean, Connor, bless his cotton socks, was the best player because of his industry. Exactly. He, he just really busts a gut. He's everywhere. Defence, midfield, attack and the effort he puts in. And yet even he is prone to this bizarre thing of taking too many touches. Because I suppose we wouldn't be having this conversation if that shot that he took, he hadn't taken two touches and didn't hit it, didn't hit it wide enough. And it was a good save from the goalkeeper. But it was the only, it was one of the best chances we had. And uh, you don't know why he doesn't do that more often. But it's because you wonder... You know, I'd like to see Connor playing with better players because mm. I think he'd be even better. But at the moment, it, it, he's not, you know, he's about 70%. And yet he's the best because and Hernandez was, Fernandez was just um, uh, angry and going through the motions. And I thought when we bought Fernandez because he was a World Cup winner and supposed to be one of the best players in, in Argentina, in, in Portugal, but was he playing for Benfica, was that... He would be fantastic. This is the thing with all these labels. You think if they're going to be, if going to pay an unbelievable amount of money, that they're going to be fantastic. And when they're not fantastic, it is such a uh, a blow because you then think, well, perhaps they'll be fantastic next week. But perhaps but that but that goes back to my point about you know just quoting that Hudson Adoy scenario where. You know, he, he could have been sold for 70 million yeah, pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could have been sold for that, you know, and, and that would have made him put him in the same basket as, you know, a Mudrick coming to Chelsea yeah, yeah. for, well, more money than that. And, it, um, you know, and, and then you kind of think, you know, you look at the, I don't know, Madison, who was available in the summer. Yeah. What a Chelsea player! He he's he, you know, he would have been fantastic for Chelsea because he's like he's just that creative type of player that that flourishes at Chelsea no matter what. Um, uh, I mean, even you know, like James Ward Prowse. I don't know people are just going to say, but you know, just just to buy you you you. Just to buy an experienced player. Okay, buy kids, but just go out and buy somebody who knows what they're doing, who's at the top of their game. And I know they did it kind of when they first came in and bought Sterling. Um, they bought, um, you know, Cooley Bally players. I mean, obviously didn't work out. But I don't know. I mean, you can only buy so many players. Uh, this this isn't going to carry on forever. I don't know what the um, what the plans are for the January January transfer window. I mean, everybody's clamouring for um, Ivan Tony, but you know, by that time, hopefully, Nkunku will be fit, and Jackson might be able might have learnt to shoot straight or get his head on the ball better. Um, you know, there's, it's, I, I don't know. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, we're going to ask in, in part two what, what can be done. So maybe we'll come up with something and I think it does involve spending a bit more money. And, and Marco, you mentioned this a bit earlier about you know, when Bournemouth realised that they could have a go at us. You know, as that game opened up, it, it felt to me like that they would be the ones that would score. Do you think that is, again, speaking of the soft underbelly of, of this side and more and more teams will realise it pretty quickly, just run at them? I, I think it's been going on for a while, though, Dean. I mean, you know, where, where you actually see this manifested horribly is is at Stamford Bridge now, which used to be a fortress. Um, you know, Forrest the other week, you know, it took, took them maybe... 45 minutes or coming out, you know, nil-nil um, to realise, well, hang on a minute. Maybe, maybe maybe we just need to take the ball to them a bit more because you know what, we might score. And for all Chelsea had those chances to win that game um, against Bournemouth, Bournemouth had some bloody good chances as well. And you know Sanchez um, saved saved the day literally a couple of times, didn't he? So I, I don't know how do we get that? How do we get that fear factor? How do we go from being champions of the world to champions of chump in in you know eighteen months? It's it's bizarre. Yeah, it's bizarre. Uh, JK. Marco mentioned Sanchez there, and I've been critical of him this season um, since he's joined. I don't think he's looked great, but you know, as Marco said, he saved the day for us uh, against Bournemouth. Was player of the match as well. Um, you know, two great saves from him, and you know, looking like you know the keeper we saw at, at Brighton. Yes, he he. Uh, you could actually say that unless he falls apart next match, he appears to be the one um, one success story of their purchases, but. Um, he's a he, he's the equivalent of a Madison or a James Ward Prowse, isn't he? Because he was their third team um, goalkeeper by the uh, the third choice, I should say, by um, the time they sold him Brighton. But I think it may have been because he he fell out for a uh, reasons of personality rather than reasons of excellence. Because um, he's very very calm in every environment and also fantastic with his feet. He can kick the ball miles and he can really be accurate and doesn't have any of the, um, uh, how can I put it, the the wimpishness that poor old Mendy had when anybody ran at him. He just deals with it. And he appears to be a better shot stopper than Kepper ever was. So I think we've, uh, I think that position is something we should be happy with. And I'm surprised, I admit, I thought he was just a, a make weight until they bought someone else. But um those and yet, and yet if, you listen, if you listen to the, um, the people who claim to be in the know, the 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 guy they the is he Serbian the, the keeper what, the, the one the the the, the Petrovic the, the goalkeeper. yeah so Petrovic is he he he's about to be the man in position the man he's the man well, what, what about... they're saying is when he gets his opportunity to play for Chelsea he'll keep the position. Keep uh, it, okay. Okay, well, at the moment, I'm very happy with um, with Sanchez. The first save was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic first save. It was right. We, we, they were they fell asleep. And they took the free kick really quickly, Bournemouth. And he got to the edge of the area. He's quite a decent player, that number 11, the Bournemouth player. was really um, uh, a handful. And uh, he uh, his smother, smother save was absolutely brilliant. 
it was right in front of us it was it was fabulous really impressive um and it was interesting as well that that uh Aaron's for them is a a very skillful fullback and very energetic but also a huge nasty piece of work and um Mudrick got uh, booked um, for just retaliating because he'd been scragged on several occasions and kicked up in the air by Aaron's and the referee did nothing about it. Very poor ref, as usual. Um, uh, seemed to accept a large amount of Bournemouth falling over and every single Chelsea tackle was um, penalised. Um, uh, I think we had five bookings didn't we and they even missed the fernandez booking on match of the day because he was booked for for slowly walking back but um uh, i think he was pissed off fernandez i think the trouble is is that we may we may see these moments of unrest manifest themselves even more if this carries on um because he didn't fernandez didn't play for chelsea expecting this to happen for two seasons to sign for chelsea two seasons running like this and yet you know He's supposed to boss the midfield, I'm afraid. Perhaps he'll play better with Caicedo when he's fit. Um, but, um, yeah, so I felt for Mudrick a bit because he really was kicked up in the air. Took a couple of challenges early on um, because he was much quicker than the, the, the boy Aaron's. But Aaron's is a, uh, it was a, is a decent fullback. He's got a bit more. He's got a bit of bite to him in a way that Gusto doesn't. I like Gusto very much. I just He just needs to... You know, he's filling in for for uh, Reese, of course. I mean, what is the matter with Reese? What is happening? What is that? Is that it? Do we just have to accept that he's 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 in and out? You know, just plays ten ten games a season because the difference is is so enormous. The ability that Reese has to to get the ball into penalty area with these beautifully weighted centres, whereas Gusto just either plays it short, either plays a kind of you know mid mid-centre of the penalty area um, centre, which just gets headed away every time. It's the what we were talking about before. The, the pattern of play is so predictable. There's nothing new about it. It's just the same triangles. And it's the same stuff that we saw last year. So why has this team with a different manager inherited the same pattern? What is this? The same doubts, the same lack of energy and commitment. Um, is the manager... Uh... I don't know. Are the managers doing any doing the same things? Who who knows? Perhaps there's a Premier League manual that they they look at, which we didn't know about, how to manage in the Premier League, which both Potter and Pochettino. Both but I, 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 honestly, I mean, I think that that you know, there's kind of like everybody raves about Deserby, and he's kind of built himself a Brighton team there very quickly, where he's. It's like Chelsea used to be, can run two starting 11s um, and interchange players and, and get a result. Um, his in-game management seems to be spot on. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I, I like Pochettino. I thought he was the right manager at the right time to come in and um, do a job for Chelsea. But... You know, when you sort of look at him with that sort of benign little smile on his face, um, you know, and kind of like, I don't know how to change this. You know, you look, you like look at him and you go, I don't feel confident that whatever he is going to do next is going to benefit the team um, in the next 
20 minutes or however long of a, of a game there is. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe that that can change. Maybe, maybe it is just down to luck. Maybe, maybe everything will come together. But until it does, we're just going to keep having these conversations, aren't we? So, Mark, um, you know, we, we have the same conversation to... last year. Wasn't this the same conversation we had? Exactly the same conversation. Yeah, exactly. Maybe come together. We actually said this last year. Exactly the same same time of the season. I think. Exactly. And it, and it it just sort of did in fits and starts, and then and then it didn't, and then and then it got worse. Um, <laughs> we must sound like a right miserable bunch, <laughs> I, but genuinely, you know, I I always believe in the Chelsea factor, and the Chelsea factor is just when you think it's going to get worse, it actually gets better, and. Um, and then we win something, and that was always the way in the um, in the Abramovich era. It was, you know, the, something weird would happen, everything would go wrong, manager would get sacked, whatever, and the, and then, like a phoenix from the flames, swiftly rising, um, there there was another trophy. Uh, but I don't, I just don't get that. I don't have that same sense of confidence, even though I know that it will probably happen. We'll probably beat Brighton 5-0 in the League Cup next week and go on to Wembley and and win a trophy. Um, I yeah. hope. Texas Dave. <laughs> Texas Dave I haven't had anything to drink. <laughs> yeah, Texas Dave says, I've never heard Mark so depressed. <laughs> Sorry, Dean. Sorry. With a trophy. Um, we'll finish on on the game then because we've it's been a bit you know doom and gloom. Is there any positives you can take from from the performance and the players that out to you, Marco? Uh, well, I think JK mentioned it earlier. You know, personally, I'm a fan of uh, Conor Gallagher, not just because he's come through um, the ranks, but I think. That's why it matters to him. He has got a lot of ability, but he gives it that extra bit um, to uh, because it matters to him, and he he knows, and you know, he wants he wants it to work for Chelsea. He want he's got something to prove as well, still, um, and I think that shows every time he plays. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, Sanchez surprised me. Um, I'm still not convinced he's a Chelsea calibre goalie, but, you know, he made some important saves. So credit to the lad. Uh, And then the rest, I don't know, it's just that drifting in. Too many players drifted into anonymity during the course of that game. Um, You know, Colwell I like as well. He, he, He can do it. Um, but he's not, you know, he's, I don't know, he just need maybe needs a bit more experience around him. He's not um, a left back, though, is he? He's not a left back. No, he's not a left back. I mean, that was, you know, Pochettino should have figured that out pre-season and on, on, on the training course. You know, I mean, Chelsea Football Club just looks like a, a huge Frankenstein's experiment at the moment. Um on and off the pitch, and 
you know, maybe some of these experiments should stop. And, you know, and as I said earlier, I, I just set the team out to go and win a game and play football and try not to be too clever um, because all the other, other managers uh, are equally clever and might just do something slightly more clever um, and catch you out. And, you know, Chelsea just get caught out all the time. Yeah. Uh, JK, any, any positives you took from the game? Um, goalkeeper was um, was did nothing wrong at all. Distribution fantastic, as I said. Um, uh, huge kick when he wants to. Um, bowls it out well. Uh, makes catching crosses look absolutely simple. It was very laid back. You can't say he controls his area from a personality point of view because he doesn't bid us say much, but um, gets the ball whenever. I've yet to see him flap at anything. Um, and seems to be a decent shot stopper. But, excuse me, as we were discussing, who knows whether he's actually uh, going to be the first choice if this chap Petrovic um, steps up. Um, uh, uh, we didn't we didn't concede a goal, which is a positive. For, Colwell looks decent. The three defenders look decent um, together. Uh I think it's better if, obviously, Casido's only is hardly played. Fernandez seems to play better with Casido, um, but he didn't run the game at all. And somebody said it's because he, you know, he'd been off and played for Argentina in Argentina, and you just think, well, they all do that. You can't give that as an excuse. But he looked a bit tired. Um, Ugo Chukwu is, is is sort of in starts, looks pretty good. And then disappeared, and then got easily dispossessed. It's this. It's the giving the ball away and being and being um, uh, being robbed, being tackled in really positions where top Premier League players wouldn't let that happen in the top clubs. And you just um, there was a terrible moment where poor old Jackson did something really good and then failed to centre the ball and immediately got his pocket picked. And the ball was up the other end. It's the speed with which teams get up the other end against us also I find very peculiar because it, it's it's so naive um, particularly for, for example from a corner to have the opposition attack from your own corner is such an obvious move um, and you've got to be prepared against that happening and on several occasions we weren't it just seemed I thought that's one of the most naive things you, you're you're suffering from here the uh, you know you, you know that if a Defender heads the ball out. The better teams get the ball and immediately the pressure's back on. Um, and we took short corners when you thought all, you, all you've managed to do, in fact, he's done this, did this against West Ham as well. All you've managed to do is not put the ball into the centre from the corner. And it's it's meant that somebody's been tackled on the edge of the area and they then got the ball up the other end really quickly, which we seem to be not very capable of doing. I don't. The number of times um, we were all going... Quicker, quicker, come on, quicker, all around me, everybody, quicker, get the ball up quicker. You'd see somebody get the ball up, but what's his face? Is Sterling is one of the the uh, the major culprits here with this, is he'll run very quickly towards the halfway line, look up and check back, and then the ball will be passed three or four times across. You just think... Well, all surely the... all that should be worked out on the... You know, this, this is on, on basic... Basic training. stuff, absolutely basic stuff. 
basic. So Gusto, when Gusto hasn't quite made it down the right, or he gives it to Gusto, and Gusto has two players on him, plays it back to Connor. They try and do a, um, you know, a quick uh, triangle pass, and the ball goes out for a goal kick. And you just think, all the momentum gone. And yet the opposition run two players really, really quickly down the other end. Everybody panics, and they have a shot on goal. And you think, what? Well, what happened there? Well, how did they manage to get the freedom to do that? And yet we're slow out of defence. And yet, once again, a couple of occasions, the, these other occasions when we did get the ball down the other end quickly, we, we didn't shoot. So you're not going to score if you don't shoot. You know, it's the pass again. They look for somebody else. They're looking for somebody to back them up. And it, you wonder whether it's a psychological thing. I just don't I don't get it. And you, but you wonder why it's exactly the same thing as last year being replicated. Why? At least, at least the, the the difference with last year is you haven't got uh, Loftus Cheek playing uh, wing back or um, Pulisic playing wing back. At least we're not having players playing completely out of position. We're just having players not playing very well in their proper positions. <laughs> so, you know, apart from Chilwell, obviously. Apart from Chilwell, well, yeah, Chilwell, yeah, but Chilwell, <laughs> Chilwell, in a sense, is playing a kind of hybrid him because he uh, he, he plays um, when he plays wing back, he plays like winger, a winger. He, he did. You've got to give it to him. When he came on, the energy level went up and he does get the ball. We almost scored with that, the, the shot when he got to the byline and got the ball across from an impossible angle just through effort. And Jackson didn't anticipate he would get the ball and it hit him on the nose and just went down into the goalkeeper's hands. And you just thought a proper striker would anticipate the ball coming across, being missed and would have bulleted it in the net. I'm sorry. I'm what sorry to give do, do we think? Time, but, you know. Do we think that Broja? Well, but the trouble is, is, is that thing of you know somebody on the bench gets better and better, don't they? Because or injured because we we don't know how he play. I think Broja would have actually headed the ball better. I agree. Broja, no, I mean, do, do, do we think that? Hodgson I don't think. I don't think he's past player. Sorry, huh? sorry to talk over you there. I don't think he's he's on his previous showings. I don't think he's the the savior that that people will think he is. I'm not, I'm not saying he is, but do do you think that Pochettino will? I mean, who have we got next? Villa. Villa Jackson out of the lineup as soon as he can. Yeah. Well, he spoke about Jackson in the press conference, saying what an excellent player he was on Friday. All he needs is a bit of confidence, and he said he's he's terrific. Got all the skill required, and we just saw a we saw a hopeless hopeless exhibition. Even the shot that hit the post was scuffed. And up, that was that was it. That was the best part of his performance on Saturday. He, yeah, he, he really, really wasn't. He wasn't up up to it at all. Once again, bullied off, pushed off, tackled off. No, no ability. You know, if you if you're not going to get control the ball or get the ball into the area, you're not going to have an opportunity, are you? Well, curiously, he almost joined Bournemouth, didn't he? He did. In fact, they kept calling him Bournemouth reject. They kept. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. But I think it was just an injury, wasn't it, that he sustained that stopped them signing him, which is, which is an interesting point in itself, given Chelsea um, signing players irrespective of whether they're injured or not, <laughs> or prone to injury, uh, seeming, obviously. No medical staff to do medicals, is there? Or something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, let's head for a, an ad break now. When we come back, we're going to try and uh, work out what we can do to fix this sorry situation. Uh, before we go, um, the brand new edition of CFC UK was available from DJ at the Bournemouth game. 
and you can get your copy from DJ and Marco at the CFC UK store on match days. Alternatively, you can sign up for a subscription and receive a copy straight through the post. Subscriptions cost £20 in the UK, £45 in Europe, or £60 for the rest of the world. If you email fanzine at cfcuk.net, you'll get all the information you need to sign up. And talking of subscriptions, they are also available for Kings Meadow Chronicle, the brand new fanzine covering the Chelsea FC women's team, uh, created by myself. Subscriptions cost £14 plus the postage for a guaranteed seven editions that will cover next season. Is available worldwide. You head to www.kingsmeadowchronicle.bigcartel.com to order before launch of issue one, uh, which was issue six, but the first issue of next season on October the 1st. And we'll be right back after this short break. When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? Get updates from your mates, follow online commentary, listen to the radio. Let's face it, it's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's match day problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com Welcome back to part two of the Chelsea Fancast and I am still joined thankfully by Mr Jonathan Kidd. Hello. And Mr. Marco Worrell. Good evening. Yeah. Um, now, JK, there was some discourse on social media as per usual about the full-time reaction. Uh, there was a video that sounded like there was a few boos uh, for the team. Uh, was that the case or just a couple? Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Boos? Yeah, they were booed. the team was booed, but not individuals. Um, uh, Chile came over and clapped everybody and went off. But he, every time he does anything, it's it's Ben Chilwell has won the European Cup. It's the chant. So uh, yeah, there's a great deal of love for him. Um, uh, and he, he was he was pretty decent as usual. You know, he, he's he's one of the. Uh, in fact, you said the positives. He's he's still a positive. Um, and yes, to an extent, not playing him was an experiment. Um, uh, but no, uh, uh, yeah, there was great rumbling of discontent, you know, and this everybody shouting out, shoot, for fuck's sake, shoot. And one period was attack, 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 attack. 
which is a very old chant from my youth. But it was, um, I, I don't think they, they were attacking. It was just so, the pace was just so slow. I think what it is, the frustration is, you know, if you've got the possession, you seem to have some decent players and you're not um, not getting the ball down the other end quickly enough. You're not doing anything with it quickly enough. You're easily dispossessed. You're easily um, moved round. You're, you're found wanting in a sprint. You know, some of these things are ridiculous. And it's, you know, they're not thick, people watching. Um, other than the odd, what I do find absolutely bizarre at some away games is how some blokes never watch the game at all. They just, it's a social event. They just say hello to their mates. They stand, one bloke was standing by the, uh, in the front row, just greeting everybody. Hello, chum. Hello, great. Well, all the way through and he goes for a piss. Hello, mate. And, you know, I commended his, his sociability and his, the knowledge <laughs> of all, all the away fans that he had. He, he doesn't know me, but he was, uh, um, seemed to know everybody else. But the, it's almost as if he's given up with the football. And you can understand that, actually. Some of them clearly have given up with the football because, it's the same, same old, same old. It's the same stuff. But he, uh, there were, um, the it, it rumbled as it went on. There was the fear, of course, that they would score. So people then thinking, let's just keep it at nil-nil. But also the frustration with um, chances being created and nothing happening. And so by the end, there were lots of shoot, for fuck's sake, shoot. Come on, shoot, shoot. And people getting into positions. Also, even from, you know, the edge of the penalty area, nobody shooting from... 25 yards away at all, 20 yards away. Nothing, not a single shot from there. Not even a block, you could say they had a shot. I think Connor had one of those and it was blocked. But um, but not even none of that either. Whether the manager has said, uh, don't want to do that, don't give, just play it wide. This constant getting into the middle and playing it wide. Jesus, God. Think, you know, try and find another way. Try and play a triangle in the middle or try and play a quick wall pass or play uh, play something that is not this putting it to the wing aimlessly or craply centering it or even it going for a corner and then you don't think there's anything going to happen at the corner because there's nobody dominating from a header so it's just pattern after pattern so to answer your question brother go around the houses again the the uh they're not mugs people watching in the away game they're all they're you know you know what's happening we're seeing the same things they get annoyed they started booing and I, you cannot blame them you know, I mean, I don't like the team being booed off at the end, but, you know, it, it's they're all used to seeing a level of excellence that we're not seeing anymore. And you can see it. We see it from the side. We Pace, keep the ball going, get a better centre in, play it into somebody making a run. You know, it, it's the, the it's as I said earlier, this business of quickly getting the ball out, getting to the getting to the halfway line, checking back, playing the ball sideways playing it across, all the momentum goes, all the opposition get all their defenders back, all their, all their players back, not defenders, the whole team is back. And that is what really pisses people off. This year, the big things were booing and the shoot, shoot, for fuck's sake, shoot, was the big one. Some bloke had a, went apoplectic around me. He said, fucking shoot, shoot, for fuck's sake. There we go. So, uh, yeah, there's the main uh, the main problem. So, yes, it was, it went a little bit... Um, uh, dismal. Yeah, I mean, Michael, what, what do you make of it? Because I always think, you know, people pay their money, they can voice their opinion however they please, you know, but, you know, given what we've said about the squad being young, you know, inexperienced players, is booing them at full time when they've drawn nil-nil in a game that, you know, they probably should have, they should have won, they should have 
you know, got that one goal probably would have been enough. Is that going to help them, you know, go on to next week with the confidence that you know, they're going to get that one goal? No, it is, is, is the short answer. Um, I mean, that said, um, I mean, I'm kind of a, of the school that says you don't boo the blues, but, um, you know, as as you've said, pe- people pay good money to go to football and, and if they want to voice their displeasure at a performance, um, then they're entitled to do that uh, in terms of the, the frustration, you know, airing that frustration. I don't, I don't think it kind of... It's not constructive at all in 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 a situation like this, uh, but you know it's it's kind of centuries old, isn't it? So yeah. it's it's just one of those things. Um, and it, you know you hear it at, you hear it at every ground where you know um, where a good side that isn't playing well um, eventually irks part of its match going supporters who who boo. Um yeah. Well I think you'd you'd like to know this Marco Callum Hudson and Doyes equalised for Nottingham Forest. Well there you go. You should have put a five on him. Um uh, JK this from Octa Joe um five goals in five games it's the fewest since ninety five ninety six we finished eleventh that year. So it feels like that's just our level, isn't it? And you know, Mark said about a good team not playing well, which is not a good team. Yeah. Well, it could be worse, couldn't it? As I said at the beginning, it could it could get worse? You know, I, I don't think it will because he, he should have some players back. I mean, he, he actually mentioned that Reese James should be back by um, in the press conference the next international break. But when's that? October is that? I think so. Yeah. Was he yeah. taking the Mickey? And it's it's December. You know, I, I I couldn't work it out. I thought, what exactly has Reese James got? What is his problem? Is he had an? I thought he was supposed to have an operation, and then he appeared that he was tired when he came off, and then they've said no, he's just got a. He'll be back in a couple of weeks. He's got a, 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 a um, an awareness of his hamstring, and now it's he's not he's not even he's not playing training with the first team yet. So he's still so the injured. End of the fourteenth of October is the next international, international break. So it's another month. So I mean, it makes such a difference. I suppose if you think in terms of what the best team would be, um, it would be in Kunku, and it would, I suppose, with Jackson, it would be Casido. Um, does Lavia get into the best team? Um, and uh, uh, Fernandez and uh, perhaps the defence as is, or perhaps it's Badashiel plays. Perhaps it's Badashiel, um, Dzalzi, and Colwell. Um, um, does that make it any difference? Is there a difference with that side? Um, I, I, think if, I, I, I think you know some consistency, consistency of performance, consistency in starting in elevens. And that you have a bedrock there to kind of kick on and get some results, get confidence. Um, and then it's Chelsea again, but it's kind of 
what's going to be the catalyst to make that happen? It's not going to be booing the players off, is it, at full time? It's not well, if they've been shit, though, what do you do? You can't, you know... Well, no, no, but it's not, it, you know, it's... I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's just, maybe we've just got to, you know, everybody says, oh, yeah, you've got to be patient, you know, look at all those great young players. So maybe we should just stop, stop complaining, sit in our hands and wait for Poggettino and all his babes in the wood to get their shit together and not get injured anymore and win. Um, yeah, Doherty's diamonds. What are we going to have? Pochettino's what? Pochettino's... Pochettino's puppies. Puppies, yes, yeah, sweet. <laughs> sweet little puppies. <laughs> Would you like to come and see some puppies? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I, it's it's that Chelsea conundrum that's sort of shrouded the club for quite took too long now, really, isn't it? Yeah. When we had little blips during the Roman era, they didn't they didn't last that long, did they? And if and if they did, um. We wanted well, the manager gone. We still gone. won something. We, we still won we something or, or did something notable. Um, and we need to get with that. That is the X factor that's missing. That is that. Yeah, but it's Chelsea and you know we're going to win. And that that's what I still believe. I still believe in the power of Chelsea to surprise everyone. Um but not in an expected goal factor way. <laughs> the shots on shots on target kind of way, or a possession kind of way. Yeah, we are the champion. We are the best. Yeah. Someone on Mixler did say that Cuckoo's the best player yet to play for Chelsea. Uh, every week, he gets better and better. Yeah, that's always the case, isn't it? I think it's the same with Broger at the moment. The fact that he come back and set everybody alight. I'm not sure that's really going to happen. So, JK, is, is the answer, you know, as, as Marcus says, sit on their hands and wait for these players or do Bowie and Co go out and spend another billion on, on players? I don't think, I honestly don't think, you know, I, I think we're not getting too far away from the point where, you know, Clear, Clear Lake are going to be looking at what's going on and saying, how much have you spent? <laughs> what What is this? 14th in the EPL? 14th? God damn it. It's not good enough, Todd. Who is this character, by the way, Marco, who's asking these questions? I'm intrigued. Well, uh, I suppose, slightly camp. One camp of the uh, one, one of the Clear Lake mob that uh, Clear Lake Panjandrum. Yes. Yeah, exactly. One what of the cable. Be? One of the cable. The Clear Lake cable of advisors. Um, A major shareholder, no doubt. Yeah. I, I, but to, joking aside, that is an astronomical amount of money that's been spent 
I think the word spent is good. I think spunked is another good way of talking about it. Oh, yeah, exactly. But it, it's um, but it's a, a drop in the ocean for them, though. A drop in the ocean. It's an investment. It's an investment in in you know as it, as are these oh, no uh, doubt I mean, these you know Stamford uh, Bridge statues they're going to these, these Stamford statues they're going to build. There'll be an investment in it. You know they'll in the inventory in the end it'll they'll flog them for more. It'll be. I mean the 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 ironic thing is if they if they just threw their rattles out of their prams and said bollocks to this and. Um, sold it. Some some entity that that Piff have probably got some weird investment in suddenly popped up with seven billion pounds for Chelsea. Everything had changed again, and that you, do you know what? I mean that that might sound like a glib thing to say, but it wouldn't surprise me if if things are generally become obs- too obstructive for the new owners when they try and push through a few things. Um, but couldn't they? Aren't they legally bound to hang on for ten years? I thought that. No, was the, yeah. I mean, I'm, ju- I'm just. I'm, I'm, no, but I wonder if if they could even. Under, I'm sure. I'm sure. Under, underhand way, you know, just flog the club and not let on that they flogged it. Somebody could well, come exactly. In, who who you, knows? Because they're a, they're a, yeah they're an investment company. They come. Somebody comes in and says, "Well, actually, I'll give you seventy five percent of the club," and they'll go, "Oh, okay, we're happy with that." They don't need to to let on if somebody else still runs it. I wouldn't have thought. I mean, Andy, that probably wouldn't be the case. I'd have to admit it, company's house or something, wherever it would be. But uh, um, it wouldn't surprise me if people are, sh- uh, are, are all the shares are being sold left, right, and centre as we we do this program. You know, in and out, people adding bits and pieces to it because they they thrive on on everything being invested in, don't they? That's what that's what they are. That's what their company is. So, put your money here, boy. Yeah. Well, it's not Todd's money though, is it? So if he goes, you know, do you think he'll go back into the transfer market in January to, to get the experience we need, or are they going to sit on these players that we've got, as as you mentioned? I think it depends what happens, doesn't it? I mean, what are we five games in? So let's say roughly another thirteen to go till the transfer window opens. Um, the, what what's what's Slightly concerning is that when you looked at Chelsea's opening seven or eight fixtures, and you thought, okay, yeah, Liverpool, that's a bit of a tough one. Get that one out of the way. And then, you know, it was like, okay, well, we'll win that one. We'll win that one. We'll win that one. We might get a point there. We'll win that. And it's really not happened that way at all. And then all of a sudden, you know, if, if we if we look if we look out from... Um, I don't know. Into, start looking into November and when we uh, in, into October and it's Arsenal, and then and laugh you could laugh, but Brentford and then um, things get you know Tottenham away. There are no there are all of a sudden the easy winnable games that were supposedly going to give us um, momentum, etc. Uh, that they've all evaporated, and suddenly we're looking at tougher, tougher opponents. Um, where's that going to put us? I mean, obviously, you know, again, that that unique Chelsea factor. When I was, I was it always used to make me laugh, sort of back in the back in the eighties or that. Or, well, yeah, all, all that time. 
where where we just play rubbish, lose to Charlton at home, and then win at Man United away the the the, the following week. I, I don't know. It's just that even that even that that little X factor just seems seems to be missing. It's it's just the Chelsea's missing out of Chelsea at the moment, and that needs to get put back somehow. And the only way it's going to happen is is through the players on the pitch because the owners haven't got the foggiest idea. Um, even what what that is, I don't think. So, you tell me. What do you think, JK? Um, I agree with you. The, no, I think, well, the, the owners, have, haven't they just given in to the... Uh, the digital boys, the digital gurus, when Stanley and Stewart. So they're the ones supposed to be uh, buying the elite players because their stats are so good. But as we're seeing, the stats don't really seem to work out on the, the football pitch. So um, a stack's going to turn up on a cold November night, Monday night at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Stats and expected goal ratios. Will <laughs> yes. they win the game? What yeah? was it? Or will or will a, will a group of players who know that this is a fixture that means a lot, and they have to give an extra five hundred percent, and that it's a privilege to wear a Chelsea shirt? That's what I don't think. I see that in Conor Gallagher. Levi Colwell's kind of a different type of player in that respect. He's kind of more composed, isn't he, and cultured um, in, he, in his outlook. But I think he gets it. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to think Enzo, you know, I, I don't know. There's a player there, isn't there? But by God, we paid 100 million for him. You'd, you'd, you'd hope there was a player there. No, that's my my point is that if you pay these huge fees for them, they need to play. They need to be fantastic. They need to be playing out of their skin. Um, it was that moment last year when we lost to Villa, where Potter went in the one of the presses afterwards said, uh, "Boys um, gave everything." Uh, you no, know, but not only boys get everything, but um, um, the I think it was McGinn scored from a, a short corner. It wasn't in their expected goals. He actually said, if you remember, um, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, and the number of goals they'd score away, um, but yeah, it's 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 the what was so lovely also, Marco, about watching Chelsea when they'd they'd beat United at the weekend, having lost to Charlton, was they really would they'd lose they'd lose four 0 against Charlton, and they would really be shit, and we'd be despairing, and the goals would be dreadful, and then they'd put this magical performance together um, at Old Trafford at the weekend, whereas. But in this instance, there's nothing magical about anything. It's just all predictable patterns that we've seen before. So there's no there's no real passion in it. There's no there's no us getting behind the side because they're striving. You don't look at them and think they've gone up a level. You don't look at them and think um, something else is going to take place. And I'm I'm always thinking nil nil last five minutes. Surely they'll really go for it and score a goal. And it all just seems to be, well, let's try and keep a goal out and we'll go up the other end. There's nobody, um, as, you, as you've as you said earlier, um, 
striving to give the 500%. There's nobody there doing that. And will they will they get that as the as they become more part of the club? Will that happen to them? Will they are they aware? Um will Pochettino tell them that they have a, a, a huge rivalry with Tottenham? Will Pochettino tell them they're supposed to beat this club? You'd like to think so. You'd like to think Pochettino would know but the talking about Pochettino, uh, JK. You know, what more can can he do for us? You know, we're talking about young players, and you know he's got injuries and this and that. But is there any more he can do in terms of his selection? Do you think to to try and get something out of this group? I don't know. He's the he's the manager, isn't he? I don't know enough about what's happening on tra- in the training pitch. You know, that's the thing. You know, from all these pictures we saw on Twitter of them thumping the ball in, you know, you'd think Mudrick was completely world-class. He's a, but, but I think, as somebody pointed out to me, he was actually, uh, uh, the people he was beating were, were metal and standing in one position. So it was really very difficult for him to, to weave his magic past them and then clip the ball into the corner. Um, but uh, I, I, he, he unfortunately is beginning to come out with exactly the same cliches as as Potter did. So, except with a rather charming Argentinian accent and occasionally waffles in order to avoid having really to answer the question and and, and hides behind his, his slightly, um, occasionally strange lack of knowledge of the English language. But um, uh, I, I don't know. No, I'm, I'm wondering whether he's beginning to think perhaps he's after five games that this project is possibly too uh, more difficult than he ever thought it would be. So start calling him Potocino. Yeah, I think this. Oh, has that happened? Is it? Well, it's been it's being mooted. I think. Yeah. Is it Potocino? Oh God. What do you think, Marco? Is there more he can? Is there any more he can do, or is this sort of his hands are tied? The players are the players, and this will keep going on, and you know until they ever get that experience, or we we sign a player that that can do it. I don't know. He's caught between a rock and a hard place, isn't he? Because, um, you know, if he gets his in-game management wrong, or his or things don't work out from a starting eleven point of view. Etc., and the result doesn't go Chelsea's way, fingers are going to start pointing at him. Um, maybe I don't know, maybe you know, he, he was making a big point about injured players, etc., not having um players available to him. Um, I don't know, it just seems like you know, maybe he just needs to be a bit nastier. Um, he seems like, you know, I don't know, comparing to, I mean, you know, you put comparisons with Guardiola. Um, they, they speak, they speak in different ways about football. Um, they come across differently. Uh, I, I don't know. You know, does it? Does it? I mean, you could say the same for the players. Does it? Does it really matter when you know you, you're making more money a week than most people make in five years? 
Um, how hard are you going to try to earn that? To 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 does it does it really make a difference? Doesn't make doesn't make a difference if it, if it's bad, good, or indifferent uh, as far as those players are concerned. I mean, unless they've got win bonuses tied into their wages. Um, so I'm not entirely sure how that works. I mean, it used to be that way. Uh, I, I don't know. I just need, we just need, I mean, John Terry's there, isn't he? John Terry's still there at the club. There was talk of him going to Saudi. Uh, you know, he is Mr. Chelsea. He is at Chelsea Football Club. Um, could he be more involved in, um, I don't know, just bringing that fire into the dressing room, bringing that belief, bringing that understanding. Um, and, you know, let Pochettino do the, do, do the managing. I, I, I don't know. What is JT doing? Helping out with the academy that are all going to get sold. Do you think that's having an impact though on sort of these players that they're, they're buying in? You know, why would you have you know that commitment and passion for the shirt when, you know, they look at players you know like Tammy and and Ruben off the cheek and they try to sell Connor. You know, they've given their lives to Chelsea growing up. They are disposable to them. Do you think that's having an effect maybe on on that mentality? As you say, you know, they're going to get their two hundred grand a week if they turn up or not. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I, I think it's if, if because the results aren't going the way everybody wants them to go. We're having these conversations. If the football was okay, and we were even if even if not saying we were in the top four or, or top five, but just better than we are at the moment, which is mediocre. Um, if you could see signs that would give you confidence um, that all this, that this plan was going to come together. But here we are 16 months in um, and we're further behind the, the the main pack than, than we've ever been um, injuries or no injuries. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, JK, we we saw we've seen some anger towards the players, you know, after Nottingham Forest and after Bournemouth as well. But should all that anger be aimed, you know, at the board because you know we were just reaping what they've sown, you know. I watched the Arsenal match after uh, Chelsea on Sky, and you know they haven't won at Goodison since they had Wenger in charge, and you know what they've done after coming close to you know getting the title is brought in Declan Rice, Premier League experience. They brought in Kai Havertz, Premier League experience. Uh, Raya, the goalkeeper, Premier League experience, you know, and then they they ground out a result at Goodison, something that you know, me, we would have folded against you know them yesterday. Let me ask you both a question, right? So if we'd gone balls out and bought Declan Rice, forget all these players that we bought over um, the last sixteen months. If we'd gone balls out, bought Declan Rice. Um, and a top striker. I mean, obviously, I cannot believe there wasn't a conversation between Bowley and Pochettino that went along the lines, we're going to spend all this money 
who would you like us to buy? And if Harry Kane didn't figure in that conversation, whether whether or not Levy would have sold him to Chelsea and all of that, all of that stuff, um, I cannot believe that that wasn't a conversation. But obviously, it's not the template that these guys are working with. But you, you know, you tell me if we if if we bought, I don't know, Declan Rice, Madison, and a striker. Um, proven not with stats in an inferior league, just you know, 500,000 pounds on three top, top players, and maybe 500 million, surely. Pardon, 500 million pounds, surely. Sorry, yeah, no, no, but if if we just bought like two or three players of proven, proven. Um, quality instead of all these kids, would we be in the same position we're in now? The trouble is we'd have sold all the others, though, wouldn't we? Who would we have kept there? I mean, so many of them wanted to go, didn't they, anyway, because of the disaster of last No, time. no, but they're, they're probably... What I'm saying is, you know, we we bought... We spent £100 million on Enzo, £100 million on Caicedo, and whatever we spent on Lavia. So... You got all those three. You got those three players there. Who would you rather have in? If you if you had the option, one of one or two of those three, or Declan Rice, who would you have? Yeah, they'd have Declan Rice, but I'd have them all three and Declan Rice. I wouldn't buy them. <laughs> no, but uh, that, that that just gets back. No, I know to... what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah. No, I'm just worried about whether who would be. He obviously he didn't want to join the club because. Everybody that he knew was being sold. Uh, um, Declan Rice and his main mate yeah. Mason Mount was being sold. He didn't want. Well, it's, to... a, it's a few. It's a futile conversation because the ship sailed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you only have to, you know, you see the performances he's putting in for Arsenal Football Club, and that is what he could have been doing. That you know, at Chelsea. I mean, for for years, wasn't it? For two or three years. You know, it was going to be the the Rice Mount reunion, yeah, Chelsea yeah, yeah. in England in the midfield, and you know, it, it just went, didn't it? Um, but it, under Roman, he would have been bought under if this was still yeah, Roman. exactly exactly. He'd, That's bought, what I'm he'd have, he would have been bought, and so would you so know, would uh, the, um, the, 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 and whoever. The, they would with Abramovich, he had like his core players. And then his little baubles that he quite liked, and you know he wanted like a Shevchenko and a Torres, and whether it, and if, if they weren't that good or it didn't work out for them quite in the way people expected it would, it didn't really matter because he had his core players there who turned up every week and um, did what was asked of them, uh, and we we just do not have that. At the moment, and it's just a calculated, feels like a calculated gamble, and and it feels like we're all really naive to sit there and say, yeah, they're all all of these players are going to be good, and and the owners were maybe, naive, maybe were one naive. one maybe one or two of them are, are going to be turn out to be gems, but what how how do they manage the rest of them? What do they go and buy? By another football club 
which is obviously part of the model and ship them all out there on loan? Do we, do we end up with, you know, 20 Baba Ramans all picking up big dollars um, five years down the line, you know, with sort of 10 Chelsea first team appearances between them? But um, is it is I'm not even convinced we know what the plan is in the future that with them is it is it that if this doesn't work out they do ship some of them out, and uh, and they do then replace them with with player with different players with more experience or do they do they then bite the bullet and buy a couple of you know another hundred million players actually worth a hundred million who plays you know for Real Madrid or something who's a real top but having said that though, he's likely to be a Somebody who's, who's who's on his on, on his career path is downward, um, uh, because otherwise, know, yeah. how, how would they prize them away from Real Madrid? But no Champions but, League football either. Is what say again? Sorry, no Champions League football either. Indeed, indeed. So they're unlikely, and they don't want to pay them huge dollars. That's the point. They they want to pay them less, and it's all uh, incentivized salary. So if they're not playing in the Champions League, they're not going to earn huge bucks. Um, they're saving a lot on the goal bonus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Marco, the next five games in the Premier League: Aston Villa at home, Fulham away, Burnley away, Arsenal at home, and then Brentford away. I mean, out of that, I know you're talking about some some Chelsea magic. So what's that? Three points against Arsenal and lose the rest. Yeah. <laughs> It's just it's, it's naive to, to look at those fixtures and say, after the performances we've, we've experienced recently, you know, and the lack of consistency to, to, to even begin to try and, you know, Villa, Villa's, Villa have been a bit Jekyll and Hyde this season. You know, they've shown signs that they're a great side and then they've capitulated. So not really sure, but but they're a threat, and they, you know they they they'll come to Stamford Bridge next week, and uh, or at the weekend and and give us a game. I don't know. Are they playing in Europe this week? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. Jk, do you think what out of the five games, what do you think we're going to get points was? Remind me of the games again. I've just come off the page now. Uh, yeah, they're playing on Thursday, Aston Villa. Uh, Legia Warsaw. So away in Poland. Uh, Aston Villa at home, Fulham away, Burnley away, Arsenal at home, Brentford at home. We could lose them all, couldn't we? <laughs> and then we've got Tottenham and Man City. Yeah, we, and we could lose those two. You know, the way Tottenham are playing at the moment. Um, I... I I've I've no clue. I don't I don't you know if, if we'd been playing really excellently, I would say yeah, we'll give them a game. But you know, Fulham are pretty dreadful at the moment. We might get a point there. Might get a point against Villa. They're not playing wonderfully. Um, but uh, it, it's very difficult to be positive about the team. Really difficult. Yeah. Gonna win. Maybe we'll win in November against Tottenham away, City at home, Newcastle away. See, that's what that's what Chelsea would be. 
And who knows if if kind of there are players back fit, um, then we'll get a result. And at least it would be something to cheer about, wouldn't it? You know, you lose all those games and then beat Tottenham and City and we're still 15th because we've lost all the other games. But but at, at least it would be, you know, a, a couple of crumbs of comfort. Looking forward to it. <laughs> um, Don't worry about a thing. Is every little thing gonna be alright? Don't worry. So we've turned Marco around now. The people said it was the Preston part one, part two. Gonna get the um, starter phone out in a minute. Oh. Now, I, 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 God, who knows? The mystery of Chelsea. Um. Yeah, I suppose we'll, we'll we'll find out soon enough. And JK, we'll be back on Friday, of course, um, for the Villa preview. Um, you know, every game feels huge for us now, doesn't it? Uh, every game is uh, well. No, I, I will I will be as positive as possible for every game. But um, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what? I, I'm. I... I don't want to be pessimistic and I don't want to be miserable, but, you know, if they're not playing well and you can't see much light at the end of the tunnel, you just lurch along hoping that they will do well. But Man of the match, Callum hudson Adoy. There you go. Simon back in January for £65 million. Mm. Do you think, Marco, the, um, you know, now the European football is going to start this week, that, that break... That could have a, an impact. I know we had the international break before Bournemouth, so Potter didn't really get much time with the players, but we might see something out that extra week. He's, you know, that, those training sessions he's got. I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, you'd like to think that maybe um, it would be an advantage for Chelsea not to be involved in European competition, um, players not picking up more injuries. Uh, doesn't seem to matter though, does it? We pick up injuries in training, don't we? So pick up, pick up injuries without even playing. Yeah. Uh, could be, I don't know. Must be like Dave Besson dropping a bottle of salad cream on the. Uh, it'll be all right. It'll be yeah. all right. It'll, it'll be, be all right. right in the end. And if not, we'll win the championship. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Or, the, or there'll be some huge. Um, financial irregularity will come to light and Chelsea will be banished to the nationwide league and then we, we can just win everything on the all the way back up a bit like Rangers Glasgow Rangers you mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that'll be fun Sunday league Chelsea right I think that is all we're going to have time for this week I think we've had a post-mortem for long enough uh, on all things Chelsea. Uh, just a quick shout-out for our Patreon. Um, if you want to help support the show, you can do by becoming one of our patrons. You can give as much or as little as you like. Um, there's no tiers, so you can donate what you want. All patrons receive a signed Kerry Dixon mini banner, although I think it takes uh, five to six months 
uh, for them to go out. And you can join in the Discord group with like-minded Chelsea fans. Uh, to sign up, you need to head to www.patreon.com forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast. Uh, JK, good to see you again. Um, I know Thank it's you, pretty depressing at the moment, but um, things can only get better, as, as Marco said. Um, yes, I, I, I don't want to be, as I said, seen as being completely miserable, but uh, I, I don't go along to each game miserable. I go along to each game expecting to see the team play better, uh, expecting to see Poch somehow to have weaved some kind of magic um, and the players to play according to their stats. Um, but uh, uh, so when it doesn't happen, it's a, it's a big disappointment. So, um, but I'm, I, I'm several people on Twitter have said, you know, you're a bit miserable. Why can't you be happier? And you go, well, the team has to win, don't they? To, for me to be happier, the team has to play well. Otherwise I'm just going to, say it like I see it, you know, why would I be happy? Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, we drew nil-nil with Bournemouth. Great, wow. Bournemouth nearly plucked it from us, nearly won it easily. Yeah, great. I really had a good time. I didn't have a good time and I, I, I don't enjoy watching our um, wonderful team who've won so many trophies in the past 20 years be awful. So uh, that's why I'm not going to be um, uh, trusting the process as this bloke had a go on Twitter at me trust the process yes sit there paying all the money to watch the team going away to Bournemouth to watch the team be poor no sorry mate don't want to trust the process and want the process to be quicker and better like the team need to play play quicker and be better yeah as we all do uh Marco good to see you again um you'll be at the stall Saturday any new books coming out that we should know about um no it's uh all quite on the, the, the there are several books in the gestation period Ooh. their creation soon to be given birth but not yet in the maternity ward yeah but there is a uh, yeah there's a, there's, a, there's some interesting bits and pieces floating around but there won't be anything this side of Christmas, probably. No, but there's plenty of uh, books on offer and the new CFC UK. So if you're going to the match, uh, it's on Saturday, isn't it? Sunday. Sunday. Uh, make sure to head down to the store to see Marco and DJ there. Um, thanks my, to... um, my dad's um, book, which sold 50,000 in 1973, has now been republished called For You the War is Over about being a prisoner of war. And it's a fantastic book, though I say so myself. What a story. But uh, Where's that available, JK? Amazon? Amazon. It's going to be on Amazon, yeah. 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 We'll share the link uh, when JK's got it. Um, yeah, so thanks to those that have joined us uh, tonight in Mixler. Um, remember, you can follow the show on there live every Monday and Friday. Right. Um, you can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Chelsea Fancast. You can follow me at Dean Mills, JK at Jonathan Kidd, and Marco at Gate17. Marco, uh, JK and I will be back on Friday evening at 7.30 for another preview show uh, where Mr. Knowledge, Mark Mir, will be out of Mixler and onto the show. Um, so looking forward to that. Uh, until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it Chelsea. Oh, I'm the Chelsea! <laughs> <laughs>
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.